Occupy a Job on Wall Street is an autobiographical novel about New York City in the aughts, centering around a protagonist who is mentored by three sociopaths. The author has more than 15 years of experience on Wall Street bracketing this same time period. While everything that follows is an accurate description of the world he witnessed, names and locations have been changed to protect people's identities. Episode 22, Stories from the Floor. I read somewhere that when guys like me talk about how New York used to be better, what we really mean is that we used to be younger. There's some truth to that. But without a doubt, one of the great blows to New York in the aughts was the reduction of the New York Stock Exchange floor to a shadow of its former self. Now, the floor still exists, of course, but it's a sanitized version of what it once was. Sterile and without character or any sense of the excitement that used to jolt even the most cynical of us awake when we walked on there. The NYSC realizes this, which is why it sent a bunch of bureaucrats to pretend to be traders when they were pitching Evan Spiegel for the Snapchat IPO. Now I could, and perhaps might, write an entire series about what used to go on down there, but I want to start off in an unexpected direction, with Old Man Willie. Now I'm betraying my age by even knowing Old Man Willie's name, but he must be long dead and gone because he was an 80-year-old black guy working on the floor back when you needed a ticker reader for odd lots. Let's unpack that sentence a little. Back in the old days, a block trade was anything bigger than 10,000 shares, and an odd lot was anything under 100. Computers make markets now, but back then, people did it. A job known as a specialist. We'll talk about specialists shortly, but suffice it to say, there was no money in trading odd lots, so they'd just bang a price on them and literally create a physical ticket to record it. Someone had to add all those up by hand, and that someone was Old Man Willie. Now, Old Man Willie also wanted to be out of work by 4 p.m., and this job wasn't always compatible with that. The closer it got to four, the more excited he would get if he was behind in counting up these tickets. Likewise, if he was ahead of his game, he used to get quite mellow and happy. Here's something I used to hear him say when things went well. Well, that there's a double handy with a rim job. Right hand upside down. But it's when things went badly that the real action used to come out of Old Willie's mouth. And this podcast is about the time I saw him as angry as I ever saw anyone in my career. Now, one thing to remember about stocks back then was the average nominal value was about $20. In part, this was why Wall Street was such a lucrative business. You get paid $0.06 cents on a $20 stock. That's a 1.2% commission. Not bad. And that's before spreads. Remember, spread is the difference between the bid and the ask. Not only that, markets were quoted in eighths and sometimes quarters. Taking an eighth on a trade meant you made 2.5% on the spread in a $20 stock. Good business if you could get it. And if you worked on the New York Stock Exchange, you got it. Nowadays, we're quite used to stocks with high nominal values simply because great businesses like Google and Amazon never split their stocks. But think about this. Apple used to trade at $8 a share back in 2002, so an odd lot trade that old man Willie processed wasn't ever going to be worth more than $800. Remember, an odd lot was under 100 shares. But Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway Series A, traded at $55,000 a share, so an odd lot trade could be over $5 million. This is why the only laptop on the New York Stock Exchange was dedicated to trading Berkshire stock because not even a specialist could keep up with the trades that moved in $55,000 lots. 
But technology causes its own problems. Never more than when an intern threw up her chicken wings all over the laptop in question and put it out of commission for a couple of hours. This is a full-blown emergency, so they bring old man Willie into the specialist booth to count up the $5 million paper tickets. Remember, he's the odd lot broker, but now he's not dealing with hundreds of dollars, but millions. He's muttering to himself and counting them up, and the phone rings. So he picks it up, and it's Kramer Berkowitz from Mad Money. Now, this is back before Kramer had his own TV show, and he's just some hedge fund guy trading financial stocks. But even back then, people knew who he was because he was notoriously volatile. How did I sell Berkshire at quarter? It was half bid when I gave you the order. Did it even trade there? Old man Willie replies, LXE through the system hit the half bid. The spec opened the quote up and paid a quarter for your stock. Well, look at that. Stock is now 7 eighth last. That's possums on the stump. What do you want to do? Kramer's like, That's fucking bullshit! You're a bunch of criminals down there! Well, don't get your knickers in a knot. The computer's down and I've been running all over Hell's Half Acre. What the hell does that mean? I'm coming down there and I'm gonna fuck you up! So old man Willie hears this guy threatening him and says, Is that right? Well, now, tell me if this sounds like I'm hanging up on you. Then old man Willie puts down the phone. Kramer is furious, and this guy was notorious for his bad moods back then. They used to keep spare phones and even computer monitors on the trading floor to switch them out when he threw them against the wall or smashed the receivers against his desk. He's so mad, he bounces out of his desk and runs all the way down to the New York Stock Exchange. It's unclear what really happened down there, but the assumption is that there was no real confrontation, at least that I heard about, and Kramer was soon back at his desk yelling at someone else. In any case... Neither of these guys could knock the top off a rice pudding, so we didn't miss anything. Now, this would have been the end of the story if it wasn't for the intervention of a third character. Let's call him KB. Now, KB was an interesting guy. He went all the way from being a prison guard to ending up as the head trader at one of the biggest hedge funds in the city. And oh my, did he like to mess with people. However, we'll have to put a pin in this story for now while we wait for KB to sign off on the rest of it. Stay tuned. Episode 23, The Suicide Shift, will be released soon. Please subscribe to listen.